Extreme PC UK. Hi and welcome to episode 21 of Extreme PC UK's podcast. Today is the 27th of November, Black Friday. And uh, I'm your host Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam. Coming up on the show today, we're going to be talking about Marble Mayhem, Exanima and Jansen being a knobhead. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, also today we've got who's on the show? Hello, my name is Hans, and on Steam I am Megan from Hell, and we don't have Black Friday here for some weird reason. Really? <laughs> what kind of Friday do you have? Uh, just a normal working Friday without people killing each other <laughs> or televisions and stuff. I would say horrible Friday, but Friday's always good. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, there still be people on the internet. Yeah, of course. Cool. Right. And and also we got here. Hi, I'm Jansen, and on Steam I'm Jay himself. And Glenn's not here today. We can only assume that his internet is poo. Again. <laughs> yeah, <Standard>. so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Right, let's get straight into this today. Um, first off, yeah, it is Black Friday, and uh, there's a lot of deals going around. Um, some good, some bad. Um, I just want to talk about a few that I've got for my news. And i actually seen a few Steam, Steam sales. Have you seen any of them, boys? Uh, yes. Yeah, you, can't, you can't really miss them, can you? No, but is there any games that you've seen that you really particularly think the Witcher looks good? The Witcher 3. It's uh, only £25. Uh, Is it? Get it. It's game of the year for a reason. See, I actually haven't been through all the games yet because it just seems too many. And if I go down that list, I'm going to spend a fortune. You know? But well, um, You should really buy The Witcher 3. Yeah, well, I've played it off your account, haven't I? Yep. So I don't need to buy it. Yeah, but it's not on Steam. I have then, it on uh, good old games. That is true. Very, very true. But I was going to say a bit about uh, Black Friday, what I've been looking out for is I wanted to get a 4K TV. Now, my TV in my front room is a really old one, which I happened to buy off Jansen. Because yep. my little boy, one of my twins, he was watching the, the cartoon Pirates. And a pirate came up on the screen and he decided he was going to launch the controller through the TV and blow the TV up. Oh. <laughs> it was quite funny and I felt bad. I couldn't really tell him off. If I saw a pirate, I'd throw something at him. <laughs> but yeah, Jansen sold me his TV. That was years ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that, how long ago was that? It's probably about two years ago, two, three years ago. Yeah, it's a 720. And what happens is, any time I watch a film now, I get massive pixelated like squares when the screen goes black. I don't know if you ever remember that. It's really annoying. So um, I need to try and get a 4K TV. And I've seen, I've, I don't really know, I know a lot about computers and everything, but TVs is just something, it's just there, you know, in the background. I don't really care too much for it so i'm looking for a cheap one yeah, and i know on black, yeah black friday they're, they're going for like 375 pounds for 4k tvs at like 40 to 48 inches which i think is quite good isn't it it uh, is good probably, yeah. but at the same time a lot of the time you get what you pay for with a tv so True. just because it says 4k if it's going for 200 quid it probably isn't going to be that great you'd probably get a 1080 tv that probably up, up looks scale. better yeah. No, it's probably upscaled to 4K then. Yeah. Yeah, because I know, Jansen, you know a lot more about TVs than that. That's your yeah. sort of area, isn't it? You love the TV. Yeah, the whole home cinema. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've got, like, projectors and everything, haven't you, again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking around Jansen's house the other day about he needs a third monitor, and he hasn't got the space on his desk, so he's talking about setting up his uh, projector on the ceiling, and he's saying to me how... <laughs> seriously, I'm not joking. And he was saying seriously, like... If I need to tune my graphics card or anything, I can just look up at the ceiling and it'll be there. I was like, yeah. mm, couldn't imagine I, that. I haven't got any room in front of me. Um, so, yeah, put it above me. And if I need some info, I just look up. 
<laughs> That's easy, yeah. But yeah, I've seen a 4K TV for £375, and there's two of them, to be honest, to, to be uh, straight with you, and there's an LG, and there's a Panasonic, which are both quite good, so not too bad, really, for that price as well. They're established brands. And trust me, yeah. anything's better than Janssen's TV that I bought of him, because, you know, press the power button, it takes 10 minutes to start up. It's old, Nick. What do you expect? It, it is old, man. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much that's just what I wanted to bring in as my news because it's big news me getting a new TV in my household anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. your kids will love it, won't they? Well, this is what worries me. Would they love it or hate it? They might throw another controller for it if I buy a new <laughs> TV. That'd just kill me, man. Well, let them do it to your old TV. Let them get it out of their system. Say, look, well, no. it's an old TV. Smash it up. We're getting a new one. The plan is, and I've got to whisper because they could be listening downstairs. They're meant to be asleep, but just in case, is... I'm going to buy the new TV for myself, and then what I'm going to do is put that on there. Like they've got chimney breast in their in their bedroom, and they have both the twins have their beds next to it, like so, opposite their bed. So I'm going to make the whole cinema system in there with a with a Blu-ray player. What's that? They've got surround sound all around the room, and I'm going to put this on the chimney breast because it's about 48 inch, I think it is. And then so take that big mirror off that's on there and put that on, and then they'll have their own like cinema for bedtime. Oh, what the TV I gave you? Yeah. Yeah, that's 50 inch. Is it 50 inch, is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was 48. Ah, oh, never mind. The new TV will be smaller. It, it, like, um, <laughs> because it's only 720 and it's 50 inch. Like, yeah, it's pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's pretty much my news for the week. Um, Hans, have you seen anything about uh, Noticeable? Yeah, I've seen a Strix 980 Ti for £509, which I Five. think is a pretty good deal. Yeah, £509. Do you know the clock speeds of what it is or not? Uh, let me check it here. It's probably around the 1200 mark. Because this yeah, is the Strix that, version. That is really good because the Strix ones have got the double fans on, haven't they? No, the triple fans. Oh, is it yeah, small triple fans, sorry. Yeah, that's the Strix one. How yeah, much so is that normally? I think it's around euros 550. In, yeah, in I think euros it's around 550. About, yeah, about 600, 650 in euros. I'm not sure about those. But the Strix ones are pretty, pretty good. But yeah. um, we're going to be talking about graphics cards later and about different fans and setups and stuff like that so if, if that's something you're into hold tight we'll be talking yeah. about it later but yeah. um yeah that's a nice a pretty good deal 509 pound yep you know? it's not as good as a titan x but it's a good card <laughs> by two <laughs> percent <laughs> but it's only have, it's only have the price by the way <laughs> yeah jansen what about you have you seen anything any good deals uh yeah i saw something pretty good a uh 4k monitor um, because I've been looking to upgrade my monitor, although I use a TV, I've got a 32-inch Sony Bravia that I use because I like my monitor to be big. Um, and I was thinking of upgrading to a 40-inch 4K, um, yeah. and I just saw this, and it's a pretty good deal. It's a bit small for me. But really? If it, what? Oh, well, it's smaller than 40 inch then. Yeah, yeah. Because with this, is uh, it's an Acer 24-inch IPS 4K monitor. And if you're going for a regular monitor setup, like 24-inch is probably okay for you. It's LED and IPS? Yep. Wow. Come and the, price. The, the resolution of it is 3840 by 2160. Yeah. Because obviously you get different versions of 4k so yeah. just to let people know 
Well, yeah, if you're ever buying a TV, one thing I noticed straight away is you get HD, don't you? You're 1080, and you get like, you get full HD, sorry, which is 1080, and you get HD, which is 720. And yeah. if you're going for 4K, you actually get 4K, which is lower, and then you get Ultra HD 4K, which is yeah. the higher version. Yeah. So if anyone's out there looking for a TV, look for Ultra HD because that's the bigger one. Yeah, it, it applies more on TVs because that's how they get away with fel- selling 4K TVs at a cheaper price. Yeah. And it's back in the day when you had 720 and 1080 and they would just put a, a label on it saying HD ready and everyone thought that was full HD. Yeah, obviously being a monitor, it's the full 4K. Um, it's also got built-in speakers as well. And the price is £199. So what? less than 200 quid. What size was it? Yeah. 24 inch. 24 inch? Oh, it's too yeah. small for me. I need yeah, 27. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, if you if you were going for a couple of them, it might yeah. be all right. But yeah, I, I'm the same. I, I need to have a large monitor. And it's not like I've got bad eyes or anything. But I... <laughs> Square I <used> eyes. <laughs> yeah, I used to have smaller monitors, just regular monitors. And... When I upgraded to a 32-inch TV, uh, I won't go back now. Yeah, that's one of them things again, ain't it? You go, but you go bigger and then you can't go back. But I yeah. found I did that. I went from having a big, I think it was a 36-inch or 38-inch TV screen, when I, and that was when I was playing my Xbox. But when I came onto PC, I started off with a 27 IPS monitor, and the quality on there is really, really good. Now... Next to that, because I've got three monitors, I've got like a twenty, a twenty-four inch, and a twenty-two inch. Now, I find if I go to four, four K, I'm gonna want a twenty-seven or a thirty-two, and then this twenty-seven will be a side monitor, and then my twenty-four will be a side monitor. So they'll scale down slightly on each one, but I would like to get all of them the same size, really. But you just find when you go up one, the next scale every time, it, you always want a bit more, that little bit extra. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But I don't know how you can sit in front of a 40-inch screen right on the desk in front of you. Yeah. That's well, the crazy. thing is, I, I was looking at, you can't get a 32-inch 4K TV. They're just not made. So you have to go for a, a monitor. 4K monitor, and they're about a grand. So yeah, but the quality is so much better on them. Yeah, but I just don't have a grand to spend on a screen when I can <laughs> get a 40-inch uh, 4K <laughs> Samsung for, like, £500. All right, cool. Oh, if anyone is interested in that Acer monitor, it's on ebuyer.com. ebuyer.com. Yep. I might check that out after. You never know. Might have to put some more money on the credit card. (laughs) (laughs) But you could buy two of those as your side monitors and then just get something a bit bigger for the middle. I'll just buy six of them. (laughs) (laughs) Just whack them all on there. (laughs) But right, hey, let's move on. First of all, let's get into the competition winner for last week. Games weren't too good. There were just some games we had lying around. Like we said, we always give away a couple of games. Some good, some bad. As you know, it was it was Fallout 4 the week before, so that was a really good game. Right. The games we're giving away this week is Abyss Odyssey, Euro Truck Simulator 2, and Contagion. And we don't need to do no random selection this week. We don't need to do no spinny wheels or anything flash. Because only one person entered the competition. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it says a lot for Euro Truck Simulator, doesn't it, really? Come on. It's a I've good never, game. It's, it's a, a classic. Lot, a lot of people love that game, but I've just never been into it. I drive around all day. Like, I can't be bothered yeah. to drive at night as well. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. just kill me. But, um, yeah. 
the winner is Jewel. Thank you for joining. Thank you for the answering, Jewel. I think, <laughs> I think, Jewel, now you just like every week just go, I'm just going to come and enter it because we, to be honest, we don't get a lot of people. We get a lot of people listening to the podcast and downloading, but for some reason, you guys just never, ever get involved, a lot of you. So, you know, all these games, if you send in your answers and that, you have got a really high chance of actually winning the games. So send your answers in, extremepcuk at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, thanks for entering, Jewel. And uh, you've won some more games. I know you won a couple of weeks back. Thanks to everybody else roll. for not sending your answers in. Where's your answers? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, if you want to listen to the rest of the podcast, we'll be doing the next game giveaway. It'll be further on in the podcast. So just keep on listening, and you'll hear about what games are coming up this week. And, yeah, let's move on. Let's get into some games. Right, Hands, I believe you're going to go first, and you're talking about Exanima. Yeah. No, what's to say about this game? First of all, when I first fired up, I was like, hmm, this is going to be a Diablo-like. Yeah, Boy, I was that. I wrong. <laughs> I was completely and totally wrong. It's actually a physics-based combat game. Now, for me, this was totally new. What it, what it is, you start off almost totally naked. You wear uh, some underwear and a shirt. That was all I was wearing at the moment. So, I went out. I ran into a zombie. Or, at least I think it was a zombie. And you died. And I died. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, right. So, in the starting room... What is down here? So I'm looking, I'm looking, I find a torch, put it in my hand, and in my other hand I put a little stake, a wooden stake. So, see, I, see I pause for one second. I actually couldn't work out how to put the torch in my hand. Well, I have to give credit to, uh, to Guardian here. He's the one actually that uh, told me how to do it, <laughs> because I was struggling too. Yeah, because this game is it's not like your average game. You know, oh, did, no. you, did you read the warning at the beginning? <laughs> There's a, oh, you skipped that bit, did you? There's Probably, a warning. Yeah. When you first put this game on, you get a whole page of writing. And if you're like hands, yeah, you're one of the, you're a skipper, aren't you? You like to skip through everything and get to the, the raw gameplay. But if you'd have been if you'd have been listening and watching, you'd have seen that there's a big grey screen comes up, and on that screen it says all the warnings about this game, how this game is not like other games, and it pretty much gets the point across, just saying that you're gonna die a lot. This has got real physics, so your your yeah. character, you don't fight and you don't control. You've never played a game like this before. Yeah. And it just pretty much tells you everything that you've told me about the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I compared it earlier to uh, Dark Souls, but from an isometric uh, point of view. Now, yeah, Dark Souls is also a trial and error, and this exactly is the same thing. Only it's physics-based, while uh, Dark Souls, of course, is a 3D. Yeah, because this is basically like a dungeon crawler, isn't it? You're trying yeah. to get yourself out of uh, this dungeon. I guess, yeah. Um, you've got a few zombies and that walking around, a few monsters. And a, a lot of them will let you just like walk, stroll past. But yep. then when they do attack you, you die. Most of the time now, after a few tries, I was like, hmm, I can move barrels and chest. So what I did was I barricaded the door for a few zombies. So when they came running after me, he got stuck in in the barrel so you couldn't pass well i think that's the way you're supposed to do it you're supposed to yeah. open and close the doors and lock them out because one of the warnings on that like first sheet is don't try and kill like monsters or animals in the beginning early game because you won't be able to do it yeah i tried but the problem is i never got very far into the game i, I think i spent the most hours on it uh just trying to figure out how do i get past the zombie right here without him killing me <laughs> well i think that's so, i think that is the 
what the game's about. It's not so much about a massive game where you have to try and find your way around and all that. It's more about the real life aspect of it. I think it's like yeah, it is. this is what will happen if you was really in a dungeon, you know. Yeah. These zombies would come and get you. You would have to find your way out of this place. And do you know what? I spent ages when I first played it, I spent ages, you know <laughs> I tried to open the door and I couldn't open the door. Oh and yeah. Same literally here. you literally you can just open the first door from the first exit of the dungeon, can't you? Yeah, you but need to not me. your mouse. I couldn't open the door for some reason. I moved because you can literally the physics in the game lets you pick up every single item. So say you've got like a cart and it's broken, the wheels are broken off it and there's some wood in it. You can pick up every individual piece of wood and like just flick it. And it's really, really smooth the way it sort of picks it up and flicks it about, you know? Did you find that? Yeah, I found it's a lot of stuff. Uh, very, the, very smooth. Uh, yeah, what, what I also did at some point, I encountered what I think was like a blacksmith uh, area. Only there was no blacksmith. <laughs> there was actually a weapon over there, a, um, and also an, uh, an iron stake. I was like, okay, I'm the man now. So I'm going back with the iron stake, thinking I'm going to smash this zombie up, man. So yeah, <laughs> what happened was, well, I died in a few hits. I was like, what the hell do I do wrong? So, and you know me, when I play a game, I, I want to make it for some reason. So I can't stand when a game beats me. So what yeah. I did was I went on YouTube and uh, looked at a few what's pl uh, Let's Plays. And he told me about the combat system, about the physics and how to move and all that stuff. About swinging your weapon. Yeah, the and then I went into the arena mode for a few hours. And to my great shame, I have to admit, I wasn't able to kill any zombie in the arena mode also. I bet there's loads of people out there. Uh... I bet there's loads of them out there. See, I I couldn't kill the zombies, but nope. I did have a good go, and I did smash a few of them, but I didn't actually kill them. No, same here. I, I was able to smash them uh, a few times, but I think it's it's mainly a problem of the weapon. The weapon just wasn't uh, strong enough at the moment. Yeah, see, I think for me, because I obviously, you know, I'm like being left-handed. I, I mess around with all the keys, and I think me doing that sort of made it a little bit harder for myself because the keys that I changed around, like the movement of the mouse and stuff, you know, I think I might... Of made the game a bit harder than it was to start with by by messing with the keys but like i said at the beginning i moved all the stuff around and i i thought the way out of this dungeon because i thought the door was locked so i tried to move all of the boards and wood to make a ramp going up you know did you see you got like little step ups in the corners yeah, yeah. of that first room i thought that was the way out i spent ages trying to build a wooden slope all the <laughs> way up and out you know but that's the way the game is and that's what this game's about it's about Trial and error, trying to work your way out of the dungeon. Trial yeah, it is. Uh, you the know? only thing that I personally had a little problem with, but I didn't get far enough into the game for it, is when you die, you have to restart again from scratch. And I think at certain points it will save, only I never got to that certain point where it will save. Yeah, but in the but, early game... So you, you can't save it like manually? Can't nope. do what Nick would want to do and then save it just <laughs> yeah. before you do something? <laughs> I, yeah. I honestly, I will admit, I considered it pulling off a Nick, but it's like, nah, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> See? <laughs> See, the thing is, now, if you go into the menu, you can go into options, and if you are like me, you can click to do the early save points. So yeah, I, I did. It, you... it was on, but you need to reach a certain point anyway. And, and you still I, didn't get to that I point. I just didn't reach that point for some reason. At some point, I was like, well, I think I'm very far in now. And some zombie with a helm and a giant axe just literally slaughtered me. And I was like, okay, no, cool. I'll try again, but I was back at the beginning starting area. Like, yeah, see, oh, this, no. see, this is a game. Like, I've got to say, the graphics on this game are amazing. Oh, yeah. I really, really liked the way 
the lights, you know, the way the lights shine and reflect yeah. was really, really well done. And the game, the, the guy running around, like, you can tell the physics in the game is real. It's like, because uh, when you run, yeah, like, you hold a certain mouse button and your guy will continue to run the direction of the mouse. But if you clip him off, like, a table or something, he just falls yeah, over, Yeah, he falls down, yeah. Yeah, I've done a few throws myself. Yeah, like a sack of spuds. He just goes down like, and he goes, and he just, like, yeah. hits the deck. And you're like, oh, have I hurt him? At first, I was like, why doesn't this have controller support? But I was like, maybe this game isn't meant to have controller support. So it yeah. actually gets it a bit more difficult. But I'm telling yeah, you, it's... everyone that likes Dark Souls will like this game because it's a challenge. Personally, we've, we've, I we've... probably won't be able to complete it because I'm just not good enough for it. But I will try again. Uh, yeah, this game a... hasn't beaten me yet. It's a very unforgiving game. It's very hard. Yeah. And it has got that sort of Dark Souls feel to it. But it's not... Imagine Dark Souls. You've got like a, a Skyrim sort of setup where you're seeing the guy and you're running around in a 3D world. Yeah, it's now, just this... also trial and error. Yeah, this is more like... It is, in a sense, it is like Diablo. The way you fought. You look down from an angle. Yeah. Your character's a little man. And you're walking around the dungeon... You know, so it has got that sort of feel to it. But like like you said and I've said, it's a very, very hard game. And I've got to be honest, it is a frustrating game. You know, you've got really you've got really, really have it in you to, to get oh, yeah. through this game. But like I said, this game hasn't beaten me yet. What does it say for us in gaming though, man? Uh, honestly <laughs> I think we're just old. <laughs> and we're just old we old we have to, to we have to be honest, the, the new generation of games has something like instant gratification almost. Which this game doesn't have. This is more like the old school. Remember so when we should games be good at it then? Yeah, remember when games used to be hard? Yeah, that, yeah, but we that, got yeah, soft. That's, that's yeah, and problem. that's what we're speaking about recently, wasn't we? You know, yeah. the games you'd get like a Mega Drive game and you'd play it for like twenty minutes and Indeed. die, and you'd start again straight away. But you'd never get bored of that game. You'd always go back to it because back in that day, you only had a couple of games. Yeah, and you'd always just keep trying in your in your head. The, the thoughts in your head is what drive you to keep going. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, the next I, level. Was, I was so stubborn, I could never go. I was like, okay, you beat me again. I'm going in again. Yeah. And I, I have it with this game also. I at least want to reach the first save point, and I at least want to kill one zombie. See, like, I remember getting on TeamSpeak at one point, and I saw you was playing this on uh, Steam, so I thought, oh, yeah. hands is on. So I jumped into TeamSpeak, and instantly you're like, ah, <laughs> I can't take this. <laughs> but I didn't give up. I but tried it is- again. Yeah, it is one of them games, and you know, I, I we really we should see how far anyone's got in it because to be honest, all I've seen when I've seen people play it, they're still in the dungeon. I don't know if you can get out of the dungeon. No, I don't know if there's a world it's out a there. Pure dungeon uh, crawler. So that's all there is. Yeah. You just have to continue, and you can find lots of different weapons, and you can pick up all different items and that in the world, can't you? So you yeah, can, I'm, I'm you not can... sure what the storyline is though. I, I looked a little bit at it, but couldn't find the storyline. Couldn't but really find much. You can read books and letters and all that stuff, so I read them. But at the moment, it didn't uh, really make any sense. Yeah, so maybe we just need to get that little bit further to find oh, yeah. out. Oh, but I but, know. But I've got to be honest, the game intrigued me a little bit because it was something different. It was something that we're not used to. No, it's and a niche within a niche genre. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's for your hardcore sort of comp- competitive sort of computer gamer. You know, it like, wants to really, I'm going to do this because no one can do this. Yep, indeed. I wonder if anybody finished the game yet. I, I went to the reviews and it, uh, it, it's overwhelmingly positive. But yeah. Everybody that bought this game likes it. Yeah, well, I've got to say, I really like the game. I'm just not very good at it, I don't think. Um, yeah, same here. I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite games I've played in a long time. And that says a lot. Uh, uh, but I just really wanted to kill at least one zombie. And that tickles me off. And I really want to kill one. And I'm not giving up until I got one. Yeah, 
I don't know, Jansen, did you... Oh, no, you didn't get into it, and we'll talk about that why in a little while. <laughs> yeah, no, I, d- oh, yeah. I didn't get to play it, but I, I had a quick look at it to see what type of game it was when you were giving it out, and I do like Diablo. Like, when I used to play it before, that was a game I did enjoy, but I can't, I looked at this and I thought, oh, I, don't know, I don't know if this is going to be my kind of thing, but listening to you guys talk about it, having played it, I just feel like with the whole physics thing involved in like the control system is that going to take the fun out of the game because the control system is that much more complex that you're concentrating on just running around a room without banging into tables instead of actually getting on with the mission like yeah that's it hand. you don't really have a mission at the start so you need to figure out what what your yeah uh, and purpose part is. of and part of me still doesn't know no, I still don't know. I, I tried reading every book and then uh, letter I found. There was nothing in there. Yeah, but I think that's what gives you the drive to carry on. You just yeah, don't know. You okay. Know, why am for I some here? People, I, I, I can understand for some people this will be a bit of a, uh, a letdown. But there's also a significant amount of people that like this kind of games. And yeah, well, I think got... particularly more the old school gamers will especially like this one. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a sort of game where don't expect... How do I explain this? Don't expect a massive world environment where you've got lots going on and it's not that kind of game. It's a kind of game where it's all about thinking. It's, it's like a more of a maze. Do you think that feel that? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I went into so much different areas. Yeah, everywhere you go, you're looking, you're like, what can I do here? How am I yeah. going to do this? And you sort of, it does give you that drive. And once you sort of like, do you know what? I did feel like a bit of a prat when I finally just opened the door after running around <laughs> in the room. Move, I, do you know what? I moved everything over because I thought there might... Because if you move all the, all the junk and that, it takes a little while to move individually every piece and then you find weapons and that underneath, don't you? And yeah. I I pretty much cleared out the whole room, moved it all around, moved the torch to different places because when you pick up the torch, it goes on under the mouse scroller. So wherever you move the mouse, you can sort of like flick it or throw it in that direction. And the shadows, like the real-time shadows when you're moving the mouse, are so fast. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. Just, yeah, the light rays just look really, really well done. It's just so smooth. And yeah, the graphics... One thing I quickly want to add here, uh, the game doesn't have a random dungeon, so it's the same dungeon every time. So it is possible uh, to learn how the dungeon works, I guess. Yeah, so it's what, that's what I said before. It's one of them games where you sort of spend an, a half an hour on the first section trying to get past them first two zombies. And once you actually you get killed ten times, but on the 11th time you might get past them, and then you know that section, right, I've got that under control now. Go to the left, go to the right, do this, run. Done. Shut the door. That section's passed. Indeed. Next section. And that's how I think you've got to play the game. So it's all about memory, all about knowing what's where and how to get through it, you know? So it's a bit like a puzzle. So yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah, you, you keep going back and retrying it until you get the pattern right. Yeah, but if you just... I think on this occasion, we're quite short. What's the word for it? We haven't got really the patience to do it. That's just the kind of guys that me and Hans are. But so I have we the get patience to do it. I just frust- I got frustrated the capability to do it at the moment. I try it. I always <laughs> fail. And that's what annoys me. Because yeah. I want to pass that stuff. See, I've got four, four kids in the house, man, that are all under, like, what? what one's yeah. nine and the rest are under four. I so only have one. That's so. frustrating enough. So when you get on a game and then you get, it's like, I've got, I've got to take a chill pill for a minute. At least, a, least going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at least you have a one morning down. Yeah, angry game is just put impatient. That is the word. I am impatient, and this yeah. is a very patient game. You have to oh, take yeah. your time, look at the rooms, look at what you're doing, 
and and go for it at that at, like that 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 really. Yeah, but Anything that being said, I I don't hate that game. I mean, it's a, I think it's a really good uh, design game. Yeah, is the is is there any more you saw in your game other than the pure dungeon though? The same color dungeon, same nope. floor tiles. No, nope. uh, like I said, I didn't. The further the furthest I got was uh, in some room where uh, zombies had these huge battle axes. Uh, they were carrying, and they instantly attacked me. I was chances. I think I wandered off too far. Yeah, because they don't always chase. I, I I remember the first few of them didn't chase me. I just creeped no. past them. Unless unless you sprint for some reason. Sometimes they start to chase you. But you do get that feeling, though, because you're walking around no. a dungeon, and you see one, and it sort of goes, and sort of like strolls past you, and you're yeah. thinking, oh, he's going to whack me with that stick at any minute. <laughs> and you get yeah. past that one, don't you? And I, and I actually jumped at one point, because I got up to the next door, and I opened it, and there was one standing behind it, and I... Oh, uh, with the wood? Yeah, and at, the, at yeah. that point, I actually thought, oh, don't worry, he's not going to come for me. And then he just lunged at me. Yep. And I was like, Same oh, thing. why has he got the ump? <laughs> he's been trying to yeah, open the so door for the last Yeah, something triggers hour. the zombies to attack you at some point. I don't know what triggers yeah. it, but it does. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, Exanima. Anything else you'd like to say about it? Anything else, Jansen, you'd like to put in? Well, um, well I, I didn't play it, but listening to you guys talk about it, I'm intrigued to see it like so myself try it. yeah but I, the thing is i don't think it's a game i'll play for a long time but the way you're saying like the way the physics work and like the lighting and things like that yeah. it, it's intrigued me to actually give it a go even yeah, if it's for like it. half an hour just to see it's how, totally it, how it plays that's yeah. the problem in this day and age that's the problem and that's the real thing games are so far advanced now and you've got all these people on the playstation 4 and the xbox ones now, what happens is they see these games and they're like, well, that looks wicked. Everybody's talking about it. Call of Duty, blah, blah, blah. But what happens is, yeah, these indie games, people just sort of look at them and there's such a wide range of games out there now and people are so brainwashed with the big games. There like are the some AAA really titles, good indie games. They just there, look right? at these games. You'll look at the pictures and that's what Jansen's you've done. You've looked at the images of this game before. Mm, doesn't look like my kind of cup of tea. I won't even bother with that. And that's where I think a lot of people go wrong. But now we've spoke about it, you are like, mm, actually, maybe I should give that a try. Yeah, because the thing is, like, until you actually get in a game and play it, you're kind of looking at, like, the stills of it, and then you kind of get an impression of a game you've played in the past that looks like that, and you kind of look at it and think, oh, yeah, that does look a bit kind of Diablo-ish. And yeah. I thought, like, I've kind of been there, done that. I don't think I'll bother with it. But now you guys are saying that there's so much more to it, it, I am now intrigued to like give it a go and see how it actually plays. Yeah. And it, it it is important with games as well. Like they have to do something new to get new people involved yeah. in new games because everyone gets caught up with things like Battlefield, Call of Duty, and things like that. But they're just repackaged, and yeah. it's the same old thing. It's like you well, wait every all year. Call of Duty is just a different skin on it. Exactly. It's like back in the day when we were playing Modern Warfare 2 and remember like around my house and we'd have it on a projector and we'd have yeah. like four player split screen and that was pretty good fun because it the game was kind of new. We all came around, played it to death. But then when the next one came out, it was basically the same game again. And that's what's yeah. been happening each time that it comes out. It's the same game, but and if you go to the latest one, it's the same game again. But you you're in a robot suit and you can jump up walls. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. It's like yeah. they're, they're thinking, well, what else can I do to it? It's like yeah. 
you, you can't there's only a certain amount that you can like reskin a game because it's a new map it's a new weapon it's a new this it's a new that but underneath it all it's the same bones and you, know, you can't get away from that i've never understood why they do that they bring out a new game exactly the same with a different skin when everybody and i know this is true yeah it's not just for me everybody would rather them keep say say we're talking about modern warfare 2 yeah they bring out Modern Warfare 3 or the next one and they totally change the skin of it. I would so much rather them just keep that one out and sell me a DLC pack yeah. Yeah, with 100 more guns and 100 more outfits. <laughs> yeah. Another 20 maps. I'm happy. Why have to sell it all again? I'd rather pay the same amount of money just to have the same thing. Yeah, because have... DLC is invented by the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he... You've got to tell everybody, Hans hates DLC. He doesn't believe in paying yes. twice for a game. Nope. At all. I want to clone add-on, not DLC. Yeah. No, that's cool. But yeah, that's Exanima. And that is a $10.99 on Steam. It's type of game where you've got to be... You've got to have the patience. But apart from that, very good graphics. Very nice Trust little me, game. If you want a challenge, give it a go. Yeah. If anyone can get through it, download it, have a go, and let us know how far you get. We'd love yeah. to know if you completed it. Yeah. Screenshot. Because yes. we don't believe you. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's Xanima. Right, anything else you've been playing this week? Yeah, I've been playing... Oh, gasp, here we go. I resubscribed to World of Warcraft. Yay. Really? Now, I'm, <laughs> gu I'm guessing everybody knows World of Warcraft. Yep. So I'm not going to talk in depth about this one because there's like hundreds of World I've of Warcraft only ever played it for about five minutes, so... Oh, man. Well, you're lucky. I wasted ten years of my life already on this game. But finally, with the last expansion, I was able to quit because I hated it. But a few friends of mine a few days ago were like, Hey, we're going to play Warcraft again. Want to join and I had seven days or eight days for free. So I thought, okay, great. And here we are again. So if anybody wants to add me to my friends list, I'm on Drenor uh, European Realm Board, and my name is Fernard. Please add me because I'm very, very lonely. And that's about it. That's World of Warcraft. Okay. Um, I'm pretty done with World of Warcraft. I played it for about a year, and even when I quit, I still had my subscription going for about Ooh. another six months. That I didn't, I didn't realize. At the time, uh, my mate who I was living with, he got obsessed with it, and he literally dedicated three years to three that years. one game. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean by three years? Ten years. Ten like years. Three, three years of just day and night. Game. Go to work, come home from work, he'd make his dinner, he'd eat his dinner at his desk whilst he's playing the game, and then he would literally just stop to use the toilet and make a cup of coffee. Just Nathan. Yeah. I wasn't going to say any names, but Done it. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, literally it was just constant and he, he would just stop to go to bed in the morning, get up, go to work, come in from work, same again. And it was like every single day of the week. That's what he was doing nonstop. Nathan, if you're listening to this, mate, and I ever see you on this steam ever again, you call me a geek. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can relate to him. There was like a time I considered myself like a hardcore raider, you know, the end game. Mm. And we raided every night of the week, five uh, days a week, for four hours from 8 to 12. Do you know what? I've got to every be honest. Day. I played this game, yeah. I got into World of Warcraft and I played the first couple of missions where you're in like that camp. And when I first played it, I didn't have a brilliant graphics card, so it wasn't that wait, good. Wait. Did you play the Alliance or the Horde? I just want to know this one. Uh, do you know what? I don't know. I'd only played it for about two hours. If you ever played the Alliance, I will never talk to you again. There I'm was people saying. running all over the place. And <laughs> yeah, I, just I like, know. It's crowded. It still on, is. Man? It still has like five million subscribers. Yeah, I was just like, 
It's just like, how can I get so far in this game when there's just people going constantly everywhere, left, right, up, down, like. Yeah, you, yeah. when you you start and you're you're nothing and you're just like running around everywhere and you've got people coming along on like flying like dragons and flaming horses and things like that and you think like they're level 60, 70 and you're like level two and you're kind of running around killing wild You want, You want to be that guy. Yeah. That's what, actually, that's what kept me going. It's like, hey, he has cool armor. Hey, he has a cool mount. I want that too someday. So Is there you like try loads and loads of extras then in it? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm not even gonna gonna talk about that one, but that game is filled to the brim with content. Uh, of course, arguably the last expansion, Worlds of Draenor, wasn't really that good. They lost about half their subscriber base. They had 10 million at the start, they're down to 5 million now. That's but, crazy. Yeah, but they're, they're coming out with a new expansion somewhere next year. As we all know, the Warcraft movie is coming out. And the expansion is going to be around the same time. They're going to boost up again to, I guess, 7, 8 million. Which is wow. still a lot for an 11 year old game. Uh, on one of the first podcasts we ever did, we spoke about it a little bit and about playing it. And I remember watching, and I've said this before, a documentary about uh, school kids that what they do is they come home from school, they go up into their room, and like the parents try and put them to bed and that, and they get back out, and they go and play the computer, and they play the computer 20, yeah. like, all through the night, and then they go straight to school, and then they come home from school, and, they start, and what's happening, the kids are burning themselves out because they're getting no sleep because they're addicted to this game. Yeah, the thing is, sometimes when, you're, when you browse YouTube or whatever, you come across this video about World of Warcraft, and... You have like the music videos, and when I hear that music, it's like, oh my god, this takes me back to some really pleasant memories. And then you want to play again, and that's how these games hook you. Yeah, but I always find uh, with games yeah. like that, it's like me going back to Fallout 3. Yeah. You know, I thought I'd do a recap of it and play through it again before Fallout 4 came out. You know, I put it on, and every second, I was just like, I've done this before, there's nothing new. And I just could not do it. So you reckon you can go back into this, though? I'm trying not to, but... I already raided the last raid instance and I got a new mount and now I'm pretty much hooked again. I'm not <laughs> sure when my eight days are up if I'm gonna subscribe, but the chance is pretty likely. How much is the subscription? Uh, twelve ninety nine a month. That's in euros. Twelve ninety nine a month. Yeah, but it's it's of course cheaper if you buy the three months or six months or yeah, six is the max I think. So it's a yeah. bit cheaper than. But uh, I always subscribe by one month. To be well, honest, at the uh, moment I'm playing so many games, I don't think I'd have time for subscriptions to that. But oh. yeah, I, I'm like you, Nick. I can't really go back to old games. Once I've played a game and I'm done with it, if I go back to it, I'm just doing the same thing again. And yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, but I, I can't bother with you this. You need to think about uh, yeah. this is an MMORPG. Those games never end. Yeah, just but keep pumping content in there. And honestly, new for me, new things. there are games that I can go back to, but there's certain types of games that I can go back to. I can go back to childhood games. Like, I can go back to a NES and play... Link to the Past, Zelda. Oh, yeah. I could play that every day and not get bored of it. I can oh. play all the Mega Drive games. I can just... Them sort of games. I can go back to Desert Strike. I can play that constantly. These sort of games, I can, can just continue to keep playing. And, and it just brings back memories of all the good times. Yeah, it's I the same them. with World of Warcraft. Actually, the only reason I'm playing is to have fun with my friends. Which yeah. I have a lot at the moment because my friends list is totally empty because everybody quit in this expansion. But one thing <laughs> I must say about World of Warcraft, though, is that the lore in that game is superb. I don't know how they keep doing it, but they have like a really uh, good designed lore team, and oh, it's amazing sometimes. That's yeah. also one of the uh, one of the bigger reasons why I sometimes play. You feel immersed like the in the game. Have you have you never played Warcraft Three, the RTS? Nope. Because uh, probably if you had played that, actually, you would be I have the World played of Warcraft. that. I have played that. Yeah. yeah. If you like that, then you had the Arthas storyline, the Lich King storyline. 
and you would probably have played um, World of Warcraft 2 because you want to see how that ended. Yeah. And yeah, um, someday I hope when World of Warcraft dies, I hope they're making a Warcraft 4. I really do. <laughs> I'm guessing the chances are slim to normal. Well, if, if there's anybody out there in the community that still plays World of Warcraft, well, well what was that? Warcraft. <laughs> I was American for a second there. <laughs> Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, but if there's anybody out there still playing it who's interested, you know, Hans is in it, and he'll be happy to uh, help you out. Get yeah, once again, you. I'm on Draenor, Wardside, European Realm, and my name is Ferdinand. I'll put, I'll put it in the show notes, and okay. uh, you can just add him. And keep him attached. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Please right. be my friend. Is that it? Or is there anything else you want to say about it? That was it at the moment. That's all. Cool, cool, cool. Right. Now, this is going to be the fun part. And you can all sit at home enjoying listening to this from Jansen. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to adjust my seat here. I really want to... Uh, <laughs> Jansen's played hardly any games this week because he's professional at breaking computers. <laughs> so uh, I'll let him describe what happened this week. Okay, well, if, if people were listening to the uh, podcast before, they would know that I ordered a new SSD and my current hard drive was just dying and it, it was taking about 10 minutes just to get the machine booted up. Any program I was opening was taking about another 10 minutes. So I thought, you know what, upgrade the SSD. I've got myself a Samsung 850 Evo, 120 gig, and then Nick was kind enough to sell me his old motherboard and processor. We set it up, uh, got it all running. I took it home and... Hold on, we set it up, got it all running, overclocked it, tuned it. It was running wicked. It was starting up in about two and a half seconds. Yeah. yeah. Now, now get ready for this one. This is perfect. <laughs> the fun part. Yeah. Hold so... on. Oh, wait, can I say something as well? Go on. Or do I let you just say the bad bit? Not about what I told you not to do. Oh, okay, yeah, I had a bit of a, uh, a warning beforehand because obviously Nick's had this motherboard for a while and he knows it inside and out and he got it running for me like perfectly. So I left his house with the machine running 100%. So got it home, messing about with it, setting up like... Yeah, but first, what it is, is you, like, you'll probably know this already, but if you're going to install an SSD, you put your motherboard onto AHCI mode and lets it run much faster and work better, works much more well with the motherboard, the SSD. It's like switching it into SSD mode. Yeah. And on motherboards, a lot of them will do it automatically, but the older ones, a lot of them you would switch yourself into AHCI mode and then reinstall. If you decide you're going to upgrade from a hard drive, and not many people know this, I don't know if you boys know this, some people have a hard drive and they try and update, updrive, up what's going on with me tonight? They try and upgrade from a hard drive, like with a spinning disk, over to an SSD and what they do is they'll just use like a program like a cloning program and what they'll do is they'll just clone from the, the hard drive to the SSD now that's Ooh. not good because when no. you do that it doesn't switch into AHCI mode and your your SSD will actually run slow now so what you do is you go on you switch it into AHCI mode and then you reinstall it that's how I do it and I did say this to Jansen and with this motherboard I know for a fact you've got the settings you've got AHCI and you've got RAID so if you want to have like different RAID configurations and stuff. And, and IDE. I, yeah, and you have IDE. Now, for some reason on this motherboard, it stays as IDE, but it does switch into AHCI mode automatically, but it doesn't tell you that. And I know that from trying to install it on there before. I installed it and I put it into AHCI mode and it wouldn't work. It just would not boot up. So anyway, I said to Jansen, it does it automatically. I looked into it and it does do it automatically. 
So I said to him, look, don't worry about what it says there. Just ignore it. It'll be fine. It'll run fast. You can check your read and write speeds afterwards. You'll see that everything's running fine. And he was like, yeah, fine. And then he went home. And now I let him carry on. <laughs> yeah, so took it home and started installing all like my programs again. And the Samsung comes with the Magician software and installed that. Um, like checking the hard drive was fine. Everything was running okay. Uh, and then it was saying like, if you want to boost the performance, you have to change it over from IDE. And so I was thinking, oh, but I thought that should have already been changed over. So I thought, okay, uh, I'll restart it, go into the BIOS and I'll swap it over. So I went into the BIOS, uh, changed it over, started it up and it wouldn't start. At that point, <laughs> I did think to myself, oh yeah, that was what Nick warned me about. So I just thought, do you know what? Okay, I'll, I'll just go back in, I'll switch it over. So start it up again, get back into the BIOS and for some reason, uh, my mouse was over uh, a button on the uh, on the BIOS setting, but my mouse wouldn't work. So I couldn't use the keyboard to select things because it thought that the mouse was selecting something. So I thought, oh, do you know what? This, this isn't working. I'm just going to reset the BIOS and start from scratch. So... <laughs> I've reset a BIOS before. My old motherboard has... I like the way you, I like the way you put that in. I've reset a BIOS before. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want people to think like I was just shoving screwdrivers in there. Like my motherboard that I'm was using before and I'm back to now, it actually has a clear CMOS button on the back of it. So I know that you've got to like turn it off and everything like that and done it in the past. So I did the same thing exactly as I would normally. But what I didn't do, I didn't purge the PSU. So it still had that little bit of charge in it. So when I did clear the BIOS, I thought it was okay. So I started it up and it wouldn't boot to the BIOS. Everything I tried just wasn't working. So gave Nick a ring and said, look, Nick, it's not working. And he's like, you've effed it up, ain't you? And I was like, I, I don't know. I've done everything I should have done. And you were like, yeah. Hold on, you... wait, let's rewind a bit here. At first, you just uh the motherboard's not working. Because Jansen hadn't paid me for this at this point. <laughs> and he was like, it's not working. I don't know what's wrong with it. I said, it's working fine yesterday. You must have done something to it. So I'm like, let's trace the steps back because that's always what you're going to do, ain't it? Trace yeah. the steps back and see what happened. And it's funny, you know, he didn't tell me that he reset the bias. I'd done any of this at the beginning. He was just like, I don't know. I don't know what could have happened to it. And anyway, after like talking to him for ages about it, I said, so what? So this happened. He went, yeah. So I looked in the bus. I, I just clicked. I went, right. You reset the BIOS and messed it up. You and, I, and then he was telling me all the different things. I was like, you switched it on to AHCI mode, didn't you? He's like, <laughs> yeah, I switched it in AHCI mode. So I told him to do that. He's like, I know. <laughs> but the thing like, is, I, I thought I could get away with like actually fixing it without actually looking like an idiot because you told me not to do it and I went home yeah. and did it. The thing but, is, you, I retrace the steps of what I know, and from what you was talking about, I actually worked it out myself. Anyway, I was like, "You, you reset the bus. You didn't take the power out of it, did you?" And you was like, "No." <laughs> yeah, but you were like, "Yeah, you, did you take the power cable out?" And I was like, "No, I've I've never taken the power cable out. I've never had to before. It's always worked." And see, I'll always take the power cable out just to be sure, and then you press the power button to drain the last bit of power because every PSU will store so much power in it. So. You think you've got no power in there. You think you've unplugged it and it's all off, but it's not. 
still got that much power in there. Like if you press the power button once you pulled your plug out, yeah, out the back of the PSU, press the power button, your fans will spin up for a couple of seconds because they hold power in the, in the power supply. Yeah, but I think some different motherboards have like um, different fail safes, and I think with my motherboard, because it has the clear CMOS button on the back, it's obviously giving you. Like yeah, but that's a, a professional bit... gaming motherboard. This yeah, one wasn't. Exactly. But with, with the one you gave me, you've got to do it with jumpers. So you've really got to get inside and, like, you, you're not going to do it by accident. So they don't give you that fail safe. And with mine, because it's a button on the back, you could be fumbling around there trying to plug in a USB or something and just knock the button and clear the CMOS whilst you've got the PC running. And obviously, that's going to mess things up. So, yeah. With your one, I, I, I just did it the way that I normally do it, and like, yeah, broke it. Yep. And <laughs> he says it proud. He's like, yes, I did. I broke yeah. it. It's like an alcoholic getting him to say, I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> but then I was like, um, yeah, Nick, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you've got your broken motherboard back, and I'm back to my old motherboard. Yeah. So. The whole process of all of that going wrong hasn't given me much time to play any games. So I've, I've literally just got the PC back up and running a couple of days ago. And so it's only given me enough time to play Empyrean. Yeah, so, which I've been testing the server, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Jansen's story. It's quite funny. Oh, <laughs> I did feel God, bad for him, though, because he was meant to pay me the money for it. And I was like, look, I'll tell you what, just just give it all back to me and I'll sell the chip and that and we'll just call it quits and you did say look here take this RAM because I'm not going to use it now like yeah. use that instead sell that and get the money back so at the end of it we're all uh, pretty cool yeah I, I did oh, feel bad because even though you were saying to me look accidents happen don't worry about it and I was like okay after I left I still felt like do you know what? you gave me that <laughs> motherboard I broke it and gave it back to yeah, you at the front door yeah it's like two two Three, oh, I don't know, it was about two or three in the morning, weren't it? And yeah. he was at the front of my porch chair, and Jansen goes to me, Nick, yeah, I don't show emotion, as you probably know, but trust me, I'm so fucked off inside. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. I'm that beating was myself quite inside. funny, and it was kind of really stupid, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was all worth it, just for Hans to call you stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to well, mute myself the whole time from laughing. <laughs> it, it, but it's one of those things where I've done it once, I ain't going to do it again. That's it's one of those things you should have done in the first words. place. Yeah. But the thing is, it's quite funny because it's like a snowball effect. It started off with me telling him not to twitch that button. And then reading the instructions got the better of him. And he thought, oh, you know, Nick's told me not to touch this button, but the instructions tell me to touch the button. It, and it's got that little bit of, like, when you was a kid again, didn't it? When you yeah. took all your toys apart. It had that. He was like, he's told me not to. But it's part of me that wants to, to see if it works. <laughs> because my setup was slightly different to yours because I was using um, like different graphics card, different RAM, uh, different SSD. So in my head, I was thinking, like, how bad can it be? All it's going to do is not start up and then I'll reset the BIOS, go back and it'll be up and running again. So I thought, I'm... you know, what? I'll give it a go. I'm sorry, but I have to ask. Yeah. Why? Just um, why? Why would you even consider it? Because the uh, SSD wouldn't run 
at 100% if it wasn't in that setting. If I left it in IDE, it wouldn't be running at 100%. So yeah, I but thought... you didn't you didn't actually run any programs to test the SSD speeds, read and write speeds before you press the BIOS button. No, but the magician software that comes with the SSD, once you install that and then you click a benchmark button, it then runs a process and it tells you how well it's running. And so how well was it running? Yeah, it was running all right, but then it was saying. Well, there that, you go then. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, but it wasn't running a hundred percent. That's the thing. Oh, right. So it comes up and tells you what things haven't been done or what things failed. So you can then pick: Do you want it for maximum capacity? Do you want it for maximum performance? And things like that. So I put it for like high performance, and then it says, "Okay, you need to go into your BIOS and change this setting," and that's why I did it. But Fair yeah. Enough. That, that part of it, I, I was doing everything right. It's just you you sold me a dodgy motherboard where, yeah. you, where uh, you, you switch settings and it doesn't work. Uh, and then... Nick, Nick just muted him. <laughs> the whole community knows that I've been using that motherboard flawlessly for ages. <laughs> <laughs> but one of them things, Jansen learned a valuable lesson yeah. not to stick fingers on buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your fingers out of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'll be the next problem. <laughs> right, let's move on anyway. Right, on to me. Now, um, I've been playing a little bit of Fallout 4, got a little bit further, and I've got to say, I've got to be honest, we were talking about how good it is, and it is very, very good. I still love the game. It's still my favourite game of all time. But I did find that I'm so used to multiplayer games now with the community that I just don't get time to play it on my own that much. Have you found that? I had a problem getting into the, the world, so to speak. Really? Some, yeah, I don't know why. I When I was uh, playing Fallout New Vegas, I was immersed immediately, and this one, for me, didn't have that, that uh, I don't know, that, that yeah. feeling about it for some I reason. Heard, I don't know what the problem is. I was listening to another group of people talking, and they said it's because they felt exactly the same, and they said the reason was because in the first one, you was opened up straight away into a massive open world, open space. So you felt like you had to go and walk around. But in this one, it's all close-knit. It's next to each other, isn't it? So you go from there, yeah. walk to there, walk to there. But I've got to say, I'm still loving the game. Oh, but yeah. It's going to be an ongoing thing. I don't think I'm going to complete it anytime soon because I'm only doing a few hours here and there. I, I find in that I'm playing that. That's my go-to game when no one's online. When people are online, I'm playing online games. So I'm happy in a way because... That's given me something always to play when I'm on my own. And it will take hundreds of hours. I will just keep going through it. I won't just go through the main storyline. I will really, really do the whole thing, you know, and just yeah. plod along at my own pace. I'm, I'm the same. It's like my go-to game before Fallout was Mad Max. Yeah. And yeah, if no one was online or I just had a few minutes to kill, I'd just get on play that. But yeah, now with Fallout, that's the same for me. I know that's going to be there for a while and I can just go to it like as and when. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's, that's, I've just been playing a little bit more. That won't go into too much because we obviously done the special last week. And if you haven't heard the special and you want to hear a lot about Fallout 4 in depth, go back to last week, episode 20. And there is a lot of spoilers in it, but it was pretty pretty nifty. And just the main thing you want to download that for is the tune that Jansen made because that tune, uh -huh, yeah, that is funky town, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked tune. And yeah. uh, you can also get a free download for that as well. Yeah. So uh, just let us know at extremepcuk at gmail.com and we'll send you the free hold tune. But yeah, moving on. Also this week, I've, I've been playing a little bit of a game called Marble Mayhem Fragile Ball, which is a very annoying game. Very fun, but annoying. 
funny it's name. It's literally. Do you remember Marble Madness? Yep. It's that. This game is only 19p at the moment. 19. Okay. There we go. 19p. It may and as well give it away if it's only 19p. It's 19p. It's What's a wicked it game though. Again? It's called uh, Marble Mayhem Fragile Ball. It's basically your. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, what are you laughing at? Your fragile ball. <laughs> Twenty four yeah, euros and turkey, I'm buying it. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just pretty much you're a marble and you've got to yep. guide the marble through the door and you've got all sorts of different mazes and things and it's quite unique really because when you move your mouse, it's so sensitive. If you move your mouse slightly to the left, the screen will rotate. And so it's just like a pinball machine, but you're you're moving the screen up and down left and right. So you just move the mouse up, down, left and right and the, the ball goes where where the screen tilts it and you just get all sorts of different games and yeah, it's just a funny little annoying game. I think I got to level 20 and then I'm just like screaming at the screen. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's all I've been playing. That's a little time passer called Marble Mayhem Fragile Ball. As Jansen likes. <laughs> uh, I don't... I can't... I he just can't has a dirty they... mind. Just move on. He has a dirty mind. I don't know. Why do they call it that though? Because it's... A marble mayhem, you're rolling around as a marble. Yeah. And it's fragile. If you drop it, it breaks. So if you drop it off a ledge, it will smash. Yeah. It's a fragile ball. That's what <laughs> happens to glass. I love the way every time I say fragile ball, Jackson starts laughing. Yeah, I don't want to come across immature, but uh, <laughs> they could have come they could have come up with a better name than that. You really ain't doing it for yourself this week, mate. <laughs> you're laughing at all the silly figs, you're breaking computers left, right and centre. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wicked. I think we leave that there. Yeah. Let's do it again. That's Marble Mayhem, Fragile Ball. Yes. All get your Fragile Ball. He's muted himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, there's, yeah. there's an add-on called Fragile Balls. So Is there really? No, probably not. <laughs> oh, I thought it was then. <laughs> Moving on anyway. The other game that I've been playing, which we've all been waiting long, long time for, is Empyrean. This game is immense, man. I absolutely love this game. I've uh, going to talk about in a minute about servers in the community and that because we've sorted out a server and that, but I'll crack on to that in a minute. But yeah, check out Empyrean, everybody. It's basically your space simulator game, survival, with loads of content in it to build uh, bases. You build hover ships, you build spacecrafts. Then you can fly out of the planet and you can build like a whole mothership. And then what's crazy about this game is you can fly to other planets and do the same on every planet. It's massively multiplayer, so everybody can get on into the same world and do their own thing. You've also got a lot of like loot finding and stuff like that. Wicked game. We'll talk more about it in a minute in the community section. But yeah, I think that's it for the games we've been playing this week, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Not not too many games this week again, but we have been busy yet again. It's been a crazy, yeah. hectic week, and I've been like trying to fix Jansen's computer all week. He just continuously breaks them. <laughs> 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 I think I have to start charging him. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll keep you in work, but obviously I'm not paying you anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all good. That's all good. It's all practice, ain't it? Yeah. Practice on your computer. <laughs> but yeah, right, let's get on to the community. First off in the community and extras, competition for this week. Right, this week we're going to be giving away Overlord 1, Overlord 2, and uh, the DLC called Raising Hell. We're going to be giving away Operation Flashpoint and the DLC for Dragon Rising and Red River. So, I've never played any of them games. I think I played Overlord years ago. It's an old game. Any of you played them? It rings a bell, but I can't remember. Yeah, it's a bit old school, but I think there's a newer version with the Raising Hell. I'm not too sure. Operation Flashpoint, I think, is your, like, army sort of scene. Yeah, I've, I've played that. That's a bit Call of Duty, but more simulator. Is uh, Dragon Rising and Red River, I've, 
I, some some reason I rem- I've vaguely got memories of Red River. I think I might have played that before. But yeah, only a couple of small games. But like we always say, they're free. You know, if only one person, if Jewel only enters the competition again, she'll be the winner. So everybody get involved. All you've got to do is listen to the clip I'm about to play. Once you've heard the clip, it'll be from a computer game somewhere in the world at some point. It could be console, could be PC, could be anything. And email me at extremepc at gmail.com with your Steam name, because I need to know your Steam name to gift you the, the actual the code. And your the, the name of what the, the game is, the music is from. Right, so uh, yeah, let's do it. Here's the tune. Guys, that was the uh, tune. Any of you know it? Yep. Yep. <laughs> of course you do. But yeah, out to the community. If any of you do know it, like I said, just send your uh, answers in to extremepcuk at gmail.com and just let us know the name of the, the game it's from and your Steam name. And you could be a winner. And we'll be giving away the answers on next week live at nine o'clock. Thursday night UK time. So uh, log in. You can watch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash extremepcuk and get on there and watch it live. Cool. Next one I'm going to say about the community extras, like I was just saying, we've set up an Empyrean server. It's the early stage of the server. So we've done a few bits of testing and we found it to be really smooth, ain't it, guys? Yeah, it does run really well. That's why I had to say to you in the beginning, is this actually like a beta? Because it's I can really... Yeah, but that's the thing. I, I thought like it was beta because everything was running really smoothly. I couldn't find any issues apart from Matt fell through the floor a couple of times. But yeah, that's pretty much it so far. Yeah. And the only one issue I've got is I built the game, built my base, built all the spaceship up, and then I left the game, left the server running, and when I came back, and I loaded the game up, there was nothing there. Now, I've got a feeling it's because the server, the server I use here runs on Windows, because obviously it's just a normal computer server. It's just for us, it's just a basic one for us to play the games it on. It was Blood Reaver. <laughs> <laughs> found his way in he there. He hacked in, hacked yeah. in, yeah. closed it down. Now, what happened was I came back and the system had done updates, and it's something that really annoys me about Windows 10, I've got to switch it off and sort it out. But what happened was the server, I believe, doesn't save unless I click save on it. I don't know how quick the intervals are for the server to save the game. And what happened was it must have done an update overnight, reset the computer and switched the server off. And what happened was it hadn't saved the server when it reset it. So we lost everything. That's what I believe. So we're doing a little bit more testing on that. But the Empyrean server, yeah, please guys, check it out, man. It's such a good game. You can go to all different planets. You can build all sorts of motherships how you want them to look. There's, there's so much content in the game for building and upgrading and tech trees. It's like, Jansen, you played it for a little while and you've got hooked to it, haven't you? Yeah, 
because uh, it's not really the kind of game that I would normally go for. And yeah. I know I say that a lot, but it's I kind of see a game like that where it's a bit of a cross between Minecraft and Ark. And I thought the whole survival thing, it's kind of been done now. But I think with the whole building part to it, it it makes it that much more interesting where you're not just like trying to collect stuff and well like, it's because it's because it's like minecraft in a sense isn't it you build yeah. they give you all the different hundreds of building blocks and you build what you want so if you build a spaceship you have to go out into the world find enough stuff like metal and bits and pieces to find like the stuff to build an engine so you'd have to build thrusters you'd have to build a cockpit you'd have to build a, a gas thing to breathe you'd have to build a constructor to be able to build things when you're out on the other planets you've got to build all this stuff if you want to take passengers you have to build passenger pods yeah, so but the have... good thing with this is that they start you off with quite a decent amount of like equipment already, and like other games, you kind of wash up on a beach with a rock in your hand, and yeah. then you're, you're knocking down a tree. But at least with this, it's like you've got your armor, you've got a helmet on, you've got oxygen, you've got food, and you've got enough stuff to get a base started that you yeah. don't feel like you're running around digging for like resources just to get a new door or a new window yeah. and it's very well like, balanced yeah it is good because like when we were playing it we did run out of iron and uh, but we we built a lot of stuff before we ran out of anything and at that point we didn't mind all going out on a mission to go and get some iron yeah because at that point we had spent a few hours building our base starting to build spaceships and things like that yeah but i've got to say as well though the good thing about this game is it's very team orientated and you don't have to play as a team you can play it on your own but what i found is when we're playing it we all knit together like we've all got a basis near each other and this is the game where you can literally come in anyone in the community can come in it's not going to be passworded they can come in they can build their base somewhere on the first planet they can sneak off build a, a ship go off and build somewhere on another planet you can find your individual areas and people aren't going to find you but then you can go and hunt other people there's no rules that like I always say on the servers. You can do exactly what you want. Um, for anyone in the community on the podcast now, our rules are simple as we won't go around attacking people. If you end up looting anyone, we're going to take one brick out of your house. We're going to loot the stuff inside and we won't finish you off. We won't smash everything up. And that's going to be the general rules for everyone that gets on. You know, if some random comes on, they destroy, destroy everything. That's just unlucky. But that's the way we're going to play. And yeah, the Empyrean server will be live straight away after this podcast. It's got, it will go live tonight. If you're listening to the podcast, it will be any time after Saturday morning. It'll already be out. You know, anyone in the community, get Empyrean. I think it's on sale for £9 at the moment, and it will be over the period of the three days of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Get it. Just get on there. You'll see we're right at the top. It'll be called Extreme PC UK on Steam is the name of the server. There's no password. Get in. Do what you like. If you want to play friendly and you want to come and join us, Come build a base near us. As long as you don't rob our stuff and whatever, we're cool. We're pretty friendly. We'll help you out. We'll help you get set up. You know, the more the merrier. But yeah, try it out. Get into our server. It's going to be a long time this server's running for, you know. Um, at one point, they probably will. And I, I don't know if I've told you this, guys. They're going to be making the world procedural generated. So what will happen is, the, as the foot like Minecraft, the further you go into space, the more random planets will pop up. That's not been implemented yet. That's going to be the next big thing. But because it's such early access, there's always new things coming. So it's always more of us to have a, a, a bit of fun with. So, yeah, Empyrean Server, it's going to be live after the show. 
So if you're listening to this, it will be out there. Get the game, get involved. The more people in the server, the merrier. You know, I'd love to see it full up. And that's pretty much it, really, about the server. Anything you lot guys want to say about the server? Test it out tomorrow and see what I think of it. Yeah, because you haven't been in yet, have you? No, 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 no. I, uh, don't I will problems. say it's a sort of game where if you get in early, you're going to have the benefit like over the rest of the people. You're going to have the uh, the advantage, aren't you? Yeah, you know. Yeah. But to be honest, what we're doing in there already, we've already started building. We've already got the head start, but we're not going to be aggressive group of players, so it doesn't really make the difference to us. We're more governing. So yeah. and as well, like we're helping each other out. So if someone came in and they wanted to join our group, we'll be happy to help them out because yeah. we can build stuff and pass it on. You don't have to build stuff just for yourself. Yeah. So like I was saying, when we were playing, Nick was building a spaceship, but I could, in my base, build the thrusters for the spaceship whilst he's building the cockpit. And yeah. then it gets built twice as quick because we're all chipping in to build the different parts to build one spaceship that we can all get into. Yeah. But like I said, that's uh, the server's going to be live. Everybody get in. We will be in the next fall. It'll either be next week or the week after. We will be doing a big talk about Empyrean. You know, we really got good things to say about this. And we've been, it's been a good few months. I, I don't know, it's got to be two, two, three months that we've been waiting for this. Because we, we, we was going to do a review on this when it first came out. And we felt that the review wouldn't have been as good playing it with just five, four players. And you have to stay on the same planet. And if you leave the planet, you have to leave together. That would not have been as much fun. So we waited for the dedicated servers. They've delivered what they said they was going to do. The devs are on it all the time. They're always putting updates out every week. If you follow me on Twitter, at Extreme PC UK, you'll see I always forward what's the new, the new ideas and things that are coming out. But yeah, it's going to be a great game. I'm really, really up for it. And we're going to be playing it straight after the podcast. And we'll probably be on there quite a few hours tonight, I should think. So just get in if you're about. We're really going to enjoy it. And we will be doing a massive review on it. So if you do get into the game, there's more more than likely you'll get a chance to us to talk about you on the podcast in the coming weeks when we do the review about it. But yeah, that's Empyrean Server going live straight after the podcast. And I think that's all we've got to say about it for the time being, isn't it? Yep. Yes, right, anything for you two for the community you'd like to talk about? Nope, I already did my part. Would you like to say a bit more about your... Um, sorry, Hans, say that again. I said I already did my part with the World of Warcraft 1, so... <laughs> cool. Uh, Jansen, would you like to say any more about your little venture? Um, no, nothing new at the moment. No, you don't want to say about your uh, black memory. I don't really. I don't <laughs> I love really bringing it on you. Yeah, I know. It's. Uh, I don't have anything new at the moment. Um, I'm working on uh, getting some licenses at the moment to hopefully have uh, maybe a Star Wars uh, selection and a Marvel selection. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, and hopefully have that before Christmas as well. For the people that don't know what you do, what do you do? Oh, okay. <laughs> they yeah, just know you do Marvel. <laughs> yeah, basically um, I design and print uh, A4 posters. And I've got a eBay shop at the moment where I'm selling everything. But I've got a website coming soon. It's under construction. But it's uh, on eBay. It's Black Memory UK. And if you go on there, there's about 50 at the moment, different prints. Uh, they're all £3 each, and it's free postage. So, yeah, check them out. If you like movies and you like movie quotes and small posters, it's a perfect place to go shopping. Cool. Oh, also, I was going to say as well, 
what I've been looking into is getting some jumpers made up, like really nice quality thick jumpers, like hooded, like your hoodies with Extreme Peace UK and all the bits and pieces about a podcast on and stuff like that. If anyone out in the community is interested and it's something that you would be interested in getting hold of and buying, just send us a message at extremepcuk at gmail.com and let us know. I'm going to be doing them for myself and the guys here, you'll probably get some, won't you? Yes. So, yeah, and when we go to the computer shows next, we'll be doing a bit more advertising for the podcast. We want to, we want to really get it out there to people. So, you know, if you're interested in jumpers, T-shirts, that sort of stuff, send us a message. We'd like to get your feedback on, on what you think, what you think we could do to make it work and be much better. Yeah, but that's, I think that's it for the community and extras. On to questions. We've got uh, one question split into two today. What I'll do is I'll go ahead and read the question out and then we can talk about the question after. So Hans, before you get excited, uh, start telling me everything because we know this is going to be a little bit of a debate here. <laughs> We've had brief talking already about this. So I'll read the whole question out and then we can crack on from there, yeah? Okay. Right, and this is from Trubshaw. And I'd like to say thank you for sending your questions in. Much appreciated. Um, cool questions. It says, hi, Nick and the gang. Well, now you guys have convinced me about buying a GTX 980 Ti, which we did. We spoke about in an earlier podcast, and he agreed that a 980 Ti was what he wanted for the game in that. I don't know if you remember that, boys. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And he says, I'm now looking for various types. I'm also waiting for Black Friday to see if the price drops at all. Right. First part of the question. My first part of the question is, in the podcast, if you look at the plus versions of the card, they seem to come with back plates. Apart from being a backing plate, what else does it do? Do I need one? No. <laughs> hold on that's the first part of the question <laughs> second part of the question if you have time on the podcast which we've always got time on this podcast we love talking about this stuff can you ask the views of those cards that have two fans and opposed to those this ones that seem to have one but kick the heat out of the back why would you choose one over the other and it says cheers as ever Trubshaw right first part of the question Hans do you want to give me your view on it before I give you my view oh it's very simple it's no you don't need one there you go <laughs> that's bad that's all <laughs> no yeah and, uh, seriously and you don't need one unless you're gonna go for you were saying different cooling. things to me earlier it no. is true you don't need one you don't have to have one but the main reasons why people have them firstly obviously if you see your graphics card when you put it into your machine it goes upside down doesn't it so the nice fan on the top and all the nice plastic like like the shroud and all the bits and pieces they go upside down so you don't see none of that so all you see is the bottom of your graphics card. And if obviously, if you've all seen a bottom of a graphics card, all you see is um, the resistors where they've been soldered on and you see the bottom of the chip and you see the bottom of all the bits and pieces. It doesn't look very neat. It doesn't look very nice, especially if you've got a really customized machine that you want to look ah, really good. There you go again, a customized machine. Now, how many people buying a 980 as normal gamers will, will have a customized machine? I'm not, I don't know if he's going to have one. It wasn't part of the question. I stand by my uh, answer. You don't need <laughs> we're, one. Dude, we're Extreme PC UK. We're on a podcast about PCs and upgrading and, and all that sort of stuff. People that are listening to this, they love PCs. I know, but the so question is, do I need one? And the answer is, no. The question is, one. the answer is, yes. No. no. You, no not yes. <laughs> Tongue twiddling me, man. <laughs> you built me up to let me down. Yeah, I no. know. The true, true answer is, no, you don't have to have one. But, like I was saying... Thank you. The bottom of the card, it's always upside down, and they do look not very nice. But if you have a backing plate, they do look much better, much cleaner. Also, it's easier to pick up. And hands, where you was a little bit wrong, they do help cool the card. I never said they don't help cool the card. So they I have got... It, 
So they I have got a little bit of a reason to have them. Yeah, maybe. But what I also said was that not one graphics card company out there, be it Asus, EVGA, or MSI, is going to release a graphics card that will run too hot for those fans on them. They know nice. they can't do that. So yeah, that's true. I, I'm stand, I still somehow answer most people that will use the backlit. either for making your PC look cool, but yeah. And to, for custom uh, for custom things, that's about all you need it for. Personally, yeah, my answer so, is still so, no. So really, we do agree then. What you were saying earlier was it seems I thought you were saying something different. I thought you were saying no, there's no good. Don't have them. There's just no reason for it. Uh, blah, blah, I blah, never blah. sat there no good. I said you don't need one. Uh, I, re- well, I really stuck by an answer. You don't need yeah. one. Yeah, no, we agree on this answer. You don't need one, but they do make it look good, and they also give it a little bit of cooling. Like my R9 290s I had, I had uh, water blocks on both of them, and I had the backing plates on the other yeah. side. Yeah, that's something and different. Then you need yeah, one of those. You could, you, could feel the, the, you could definitely feel the difference. And you've got to remember, anything that's screwed down with metal screws is going to uh, take heat. Like If you look at a heat sink, it goes on the processor, it sits on top, and what that does, its job is to suck the heat out of the processor and into the actual fins, you know, on the heatsink. And this is what that does. It, not, it doesn't really make a big difference, but it does. The screws are metal. They screw into the motherboard. They take heat and they, they disperse the heat into the actual backing plate. So, but it's not going to be a lot. So with question number one, yeah, I would get one personally because I like the look of them. I like the way you can pick up the card and not worry about where you're grabbing it. And it's just for me, customization is the way forward. It makes it look wicked. And the real answer is no, you don't need one. <laughs> but right. the real answer is it's basically there for aesthetics so if you can't see your card it's probably a waste of money if it's on display it'll make your card look nice but then you can actually buy a back plate separately as well so you if it was on display you might want to go for a standard one and buy an aftermarket plate that you like to look off more yeah well, I think he's yeah. looking at the higher-end cards of the 980 Ti's, and yeah. a lot of them come with the backing plate on them at that point. No, but you know? he's saying that there's two. He's got the standard and the plus, and he said the plus yeah. version comes with a backing plate. So if he wanted to, he could just get the standard one without a backing plate and then just look for a backing plate that he actually likes to look yeah. off. because to be honest, if you buy one that's got a backing plate on it, they're probably going to put that in a price and be more expensive than buying a yeah. single backing plate. Yeah, and you can pick them up online for about 15, 20 quid. Yeah, yeah see, see, with me, do you know what I did with my backing plates? Because obviously the backing plate is, is going to be on top. So when you look inside of your case, it's going to be the bit that you see on top of the graphics card because the card's upside down. Now, what I liked about backing plates is I always used XSPC's backing plate. Now, it's a solid, thin piece of metal. And I only use them, really, because they did do a little bit of cooling, but that wasn't the real reason for the looks, like you said. And I could customise paint that to the rest of my case. And that was the main reason. You know, it's a solid piece of metal. It accepts paint well. It sticks well. It looks nice. If you've got a red case, you can have a red backing plate. Simple as that, really. But yeah, but let's move on. Did he say it again? But you don't need it. <laughs> I was just going to say, but if you don't have a window on your yeah, if you ain't got a PC, window, then there's no point. Yeah. And that, that is true. Right, let's move on to the second part because we just keep repeating ourselves. I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day. But uh. with backing plates... There's no Bill Murray here. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> also, the views of having the card with the fans on top where you've got the fans, well, underneath, and the one where it blows heat down the centre and it comes out the back. Do you want to say your view on that first, Hans? Oh, yeah, thank you, because I have opinions about this one. For me, personally, that would never, ever, ever, ever be a criteria. Because why? I look first at the clock speed, the memory speed, and say, hey, that's a card I need. 
I really don't care how many fans on there. My Titan X, I think, has one fan. I didn't even look at there it. There are so, reasons, though, with this. There could be reasons, but once again, I go to my former answer. Not one company is going to put a fan on there that is not... Uh, that doesn't have the capacity enough to pull the graphics. Card. Right, let's take this so. situation deeper one level, yeah? Right, you've got your cards. Now, if you ever look at Gigabyte cards, they have three fans on, yeah? Yeah, there's some of them. They're known to have the best calling. They, the calling on them cards because of the three big fans, that card can clock much higher. So the main reason of having the fans on top of the card, yeah, or underneath when it's put in, is because they disperse the heat upwards and out of the case. And they're much more effective at calling. They're better at it, it's fact. Yeah, but, but then, then you, then you but, would need to go into the overclocking scene again. And we don't yeah, know but I, I assume, the way I am, I assume everybody that's got a graphics card is going to overclock it. That's how I see <laughs> things. This is what I don't get about people. If you've got a card, and especially people that have bought superclocked cards and what's the other ones, like the over the, the ones yeah, that are super Yeah, never buy superclocked cards. We agree on that Yeah, one. because don't buy them. Because if you buy a superclocked card, it'll give you like 100 megahertz more on a card, which is going to make your frame rate higher. But if you buy the standard reference card, you can just overclock it in two seconds yourself to yeah. the same, probably a lot more. Now, I get so many people come to me where they've had a card and they're like, oh, my graphics need to be uprated. And I'm like, give me 10 minutes on your computer. 10 minutes on there. And do you know what? Stand, it's completely stable. I've overclocked it within a few minutes. And that's it. They've, they're like, wow, that's higher than the superclock card. And I was like, yeah, because that's what it's for. You know, like the TIs. People don't realize TI is for an overclockable card. That's what the TI is. If you buy the standard card, say it runs at 1,000 megahertz, the TI will allow you to go a lot higher. And that's why you buy a TI. But getting back to what I was saying, you get the, the card that has the fans on it, which are good for dispersing the heat upwards. But the reason why, hands you have the card with the, the, the tunnel, and then it has one fan on it, but that fan's a special type of fan that blows heat down yeah, the tube. and that heat, with heat sinks and all that stuff. Yeah, that directly comes out the back of the, the card, out the machine. So you've got, your, you've got your machine there, all the heat's blowing out the back like a hairdryer. Yeah, now, you say you don't see the reason why they have them. No, I said it should not be a criteria unless you're going to go into series of the clocking scene. That's no, see, that's where you're wrong. It no, is a criteria. Right. No, listen, <laughs> because if, how, if you ever see anyone with four Titans in their computer, you don't ever see one with fans on top, do you, or underneath? Yeah, of course not, but because again, that's what four that Titans, is for. That's, that's quite as a lie. You're talking about an, an immersed... Uh, dispersion of heat in there. Yeah, but the point I'm getting at is you couldn't put two cards in together in SLI with fans on top, with the two fans, because they blow heat directly under another under another card. Yeah, but once so again, I go to, to have... my answer. You go back to the modding stuff again. Yeah, but there's so... no... We, no one said anything about modding or not modding. The, uh, the question is, what is the difference and why do you have these two different types? And that is the reason why you have the two different types. If you've got a small format case or you're going to have more than one card, you buy the card that blows the heat out of the back. If you've got a big open case and you want to overclock your card massively, you buy the card with, and you only want a single card, you buy the card with the fans on it so that you can turn the fans up, they blow the heat directly up and out of the case. That is your real answer. That's what I believe anyway. That's why you have two different types. Like me, I've got reference card and it blows the heat directly out the back of the computer because at some point I might get a Nava 980 Ti directly on top of it. The heat doesn't go up, it goes out. So both cards working next to each other directly on top of each other, blowing heat out the back. Also, if I wanted to water cool it, I could then just take them two, them two heat sinks off and put my water blocks on, and I'm all right. I can whack the, computer, the, the graphics up much higher. But that is the reason why you have the two different types of card. 
Yeah, I agree, but once again, it's modern. <laughs> Do you, we don't, it doesn't matter if it's modern or dance. It you get does going matter. On. Yeah, but the thing is, both of you have valid points because, like what Hans is saying, at the end of the day, they're not going to sell you a card that is not capable of cooling itself, whatever the setup is. Yeah, but the but reason it, why they have the different fans on different ones is because they're clocked to different speeds. So that fan is set up to the speed of what it's at, what it's capable of. Yeah, but then, like, if if this question is going to be answered the way it's been asked, it's the equivalent of walking into a shop and having two cards that are identical, and one's an open card and one's a closed card, and the open card's got two fans on it and the closed card's got one fan on it. So you're at a crossroads, which one do you get? And personally, I'd go for the closed card because logic tells me that the heat dispersion would be more efficient because it's directing heat, uh, directing the airflow over the heat sink and out of the back. Yeah. And with an open card, you've just got fans blowing onto a card. So you're probably losing about 40% of that airflow out of the sides. And it's actually blowing the, the hot air off the heat sink and into your like case. Well, it's so, quite funny that you say that because it's actually proven that having a blower card, which blows it out the back, is a lot hotter than having a card that blows the heat up with the fans. Yeah, but now you're mostly talking AMD, I guess. I mean, NVIDIA cards don't do nearly as often. Yeah, if you get, if you get an, an NVIDIA card, like say you get my 980 Ti that blows out the back, which is a reference card, which I've got, yeah, and then you get one from, say, I don't know, a, a, I don't know Asus or whatever, where it's got two fans on it, that card will get rid of the heat quicker because of the fans on it. It's proven. Uh, once again, it's, it's proven. all good it's if proven. you're going so, into the modern... So Jansen's theory on it is, is right, the way he's seeing it, but the answers aren't exactly true because if you've got a case with fast-flowing air through the front and the top and you've got this, this, heat, like this heat sink on it with these fans on it blowing the air up, yeah, that is going to be cooler. It's only when you come to adding a second card or put it into a small format case. That you're okay, going to get the difference. Now let me tell you how it goes in the real life of normal people buy a card. We go but to we're the not shop, normal people. We want the best graphics card or whatever you want, and we want to put it in our machine. Done. There you go. <laughs> what so. kind of answer is that? <laughs> no, that? That's how I do it. I just buy what I want, put it in, done. That is, that is true. But so. that's, that defeats the object now, of asking us a question. <laughs> if, if I was going to go for water cooling and modding and whatever, then I would maybe consider... Looking at which card looks the best, but yeah, F it. I really but, don't But care. if you were in the <laughs> shop and you were just buying a card and you, you weren't modifying in it in, in any way, you just needed a new graphics card and there's two on the shelf identical and one's got like a closed single fan and the other one's got like open free fans. Well, if someone asked me that question that's building a computer, I'd say, How big's your case? First yeah. off, how big's your case? There goes a small case. All right, you get a tube one that pushes it out of the back. That's it. There's no other answers. That's what you do. How big is the case? Oh, it's a big case. It's got lots of fans in it. How many fans? It's got three at the front, three at the top. All right, you get a graphics card with fans on top of it because that's going to be much cooler. It's going to be overclockable much higher. There you go. There's your answer. That's it. We could have done that in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Man. That's your answer. Cheers, Trubshaw, anyway. for uh, <laughs> You gave us that debate. It was quite fun. I do like it. Me and Hans do like it when we come across uh, different thoughts. Yeah. Let's just say you're a bit more uh, into the modern scene than I am. I just want to get my graphics card. So you've just, game you've, just on it. you've just admitted defeat by saying that. No, I don't. 
<laughs> I really don't. It's like oh, cable no, management. It doesn't. It doesn't matter for anything. So I just see put that's the another thing. It works. Nah, failed us now. I can't believe that. Did you hear that, people? That's like the cable management. I love it to be perfect. OCD. It's got to run straight. It's got to be clipped nice. He just what plug everything anywhere. <laughs> it, it works, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, Jansen's with me on this one. Yeah, it's got to look good. If if people can see it, it's got to look nice. If you don't have a window, fair enough. But if people can see inside your PC, it's got to be tidy. Oh, I have a window. It's to see my. Do you know what? Hands, yeah. If you go to Jansen's room where his computer's in, everything in that room is perfectly white, polished. Everything. He's, well, he's got a, he's got a studio. He's got all of his music equipment and everything. Yeah, all of his like um, monitor speakers, all that. Everything's white. The only thing that's not white in his whole computer, his desk, everything, the floor, everything's white. It's like going into a clean room, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I said it before. My computer is like a parrot exploding. There's a green, red, blue. I you can see. You can see you can see Jansen's computer on the actual stream live in the pictures. It will come up. Yeah, in I did want to put mine up there. Oh, it, <laughs> yeah, because it was so messy. <laughs> it's not messy. It works, and it's instant access. So. But yeah, anyway, getting back to it, the only thing that's not white, if you have a look, is his TV. And Jansen was actually talking to me about how we can take his TV apart and paint the edge of it white. <laughs> yeah. It, it's that's... a disease, man. It, there's a disease for this one. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, moving on. Right, yeah, Trubshaw, thank you for that question. It's kept us all... Uh, all chatting and uh yeah i quite enjoyed that little chat but yeah if anyone's got any questions please send them into extremepcuk at gmail.com you can also send them through twitter extremepcuk and instagram extremepcuk right let's move on on to the itunes reviews um i'd like to say we've got one itunes review today if anybody else has sent any itunes in like the reviews and they've not come out this week it will come out by next week because the end of the month i'll get an email from all the people around the world because i can't just go to every single country it takes forever but um, yeah, we've got one iTunes review, and it's from Insane1985. He gives us five stars, and he says, this is one of the best podcasts out there, a bunch of normal guys talking about what we all love, games, and he can't rate us highly enough. Um, that's very Thank nice you. of you to say that. Yeah, Jeez. it's a nice one. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you. And I believe that brings us to the end of the show, really. All I'd like to say is, we've got an Amazon link on our website at extremepcuk.co.uk. I'm losing my track now. It's gone on for too long. <laughs> um, yeah, if you buy anything from Amazon over the Christmas period or anything, please go to our website. Go down to any page, the link for Amazon there. Just log in as normal. Um, we get a percentage back, but your price stays the same. Um, we much appreciate it for anyone that's done that already. It helps us because what we want to do next, like I keep saying, we want to build up some cash for uh, the microphones because we have all having a bit of issues with microphones every now and then. <laughs> yeah, a bit of has hassle here, noises there, clicking here. So our first thing we want to do is get some quality microphones and then get the podcast to a good quality um so that's what's going to be next so yeah if anyone uses amazon please go to our site and use our link much appreciate it um other than that yeah i'd like to say if anyone's got any computer work they need doing i also run the computer business where i upgrade modify do all sorts of modifications to computers if anyone's repair. got any, yeah repair them i do normal laptops and normal things as well cable management i do, I'd even do cable management i love doing <laughs> cable management if someone brought me the computer Say I fixed some, I repaired someone's computer, yeah? It came in because the RAM was gone in it, so I had to fit new RAM. If I opened that computer up and it was dusty in there, dirty, and the cable was bad, trust me, I wouldn't charge for cleaning that out and changing the cable. I'd do hey, it hey, I have to me. say, my computer is not dusty. I would... <laughs> I'm not saying yours is, but I'm just saying <laughs> if that was the, like how it came in, because that's what they're normally like. Yeah. I, myself, would without charging them, not doing it as a job, I'd put the RAM in, charge the person for the RAM to be set up and whatever, and the price of the RAM... 
And then, if it was messy, I would have to physically move all the cables, cut all the cable ties off, make them all nice and neat, you know, clean it out, make it all clean in there and tidy and send it back because that's just the way I work. I love to make things nice and new and fresh. A bit like you, Jansen. That's what you like to do, ain't it? Yeah. You know, and I love computers and I love working. Uh, on them, so. I think on our road trip, I'm going to bring my PC. Have fun. <laughs> bring it. Bring it. Bring it to the hotel room. I'll bring yeah, my seriously, kit. Have fun. I will. I will. Is it because, honestly, because you've got such amount of stuff in there, the cables are just overwhelming you? No, it's because I just need my cable manager. <laughs> when it comes to building computers, I know what to do. I know what I'm doing. But I'm just lazy, you know? I just fit the, fit the parts in there. It works. There you go. Close up. Bam. Game. Hit the nail on the head, lazy boy. Well, it's, but it's yeah. all I get. It's all I roll. It works. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say thanks to everybody listening. That brings us to the end of the podcast. Hope to see you again next week. Thank you for everybody on the live chat and thank you for you guys. Hopefully we'll have Glenn back next week. And that brings us to the end. I'd like to say goodbye. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. See you next week. Extreme PC UK.